everyone, my name's Abby and welcome to Brown and Bougie, the podcast about me, a brown girl living in a bougie world. So hello, hello, hello and welcome back to another episode of Brown and Bougie. So today I've got a special guest with me. Uh, I did tell myself this year I would add more guests in my podcast um, and I've got someone all the way from Canada. Uh, Toronto to be precise. Uh, Monisha is from Canada. She's recently started her own MC, I guess, company, could I say? Um, but I'm actually going to let her introduce herself, uh, tell her a bit about herself, and then we'll go into the actual podcast. So hello, everyone. Hope everyone's doing well. And of course, thank you, Avi, for having me here. It's an honor. Um, so yes, my name is Monisha, and I do go by the name of MC Moni. Um, I'm flattered that Abi said that it was a company, but though it's not, it's more just a small little thing that I've started. Um, just I'm still in those beginning stages, to be fair. So um, let's see how it goes. But again, thank you, Abi, for having me. Um, it's great to connect with someone all the way from uh, London, England. But yes, <laughs> that's my little introduction. Okay, cool. So um, we're just going to do this as sort of an interview, but also a conversation. Uh, feel free to sort of just express your opinions out there. I'm sure loads of people want to hear what you have to say. Um, so I guess my first question for you is, where did it all start? You know, what led you to start doing the whole MC thing? Is it something that you've been doing for a long time? Um, you know, what kind of gigs do you do? Um, you know, obviously, because of COVID, things have changed quite a lot. So how you've been affected by it? Kind of if you talk about your journey, that'd be great. All right. So um, to start off with, yes, when I did start up the whole MC Moni page, so it's on, I started up on Instagram, I got a little logo going on. And then I thought about what I wanted to do, what type of events I want to do. And I started up my page and then bam, COVID hit. So um, because of that, it was a bit of a fallback. But at the same time, I also got to reflect more, if that makes sense. Of course. But um, back to your question where you asked me how I started. When So growing up, I've always been very loud and I've always been that loud and obnoxious kid and whatnot. I love talking to everyone in the family. If I was to come to a family event, I'm going to be sitting down with the aunts and uncles for at least an hour before I come upstairs to the kids and the cousins, if that makes sense. Fair enough, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm that person in that, in that sense. At least you feel um, like you didn't for, you weren't forced to do that, like oh, I think yeah, most of us. Yeah, especially Tamil people. It's like you sit in a room and you're just kind of forced to like, go and talk to the auntie. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I have nothing to say to them. So that, <laughs> yeah. that's good. I love getting that's to good. know them, you know? Yeah, then, that's good. Yeah, that's good. They have different uh, opinions, perspectives. It's just nice to have a little you know, sometimes even a little debate, like it's fun to do it with them. Um, but yeah, aside from that point, I started, I started realizing, okay, I like talking. So, but at this point, mind you, I've never thought about emceeing and whatnot. Obviously, um, obviously as a Tamil and as even especially as a brown person as a whole, I'm sure you can relate to the fact that you go to tens of millions of parties and there's always an MC. there's always someone saying, you know, you know, musical chair time and whatever it is, you know, like that's what, you know, as a 90s kid, at least growing up, that's what yeah, we always sure, had yeah. in classics. So around the time I was 15 or 16, I have, um, I have an uncle who does uh, real estate and uh, because of that, and here real estate is a really prominent market here in Toronto as well. So um, he uh, takes, uh, he has corporate events that take place every, like, let's just say holiday season. So whether it be Christmas or New Year's, whichever I guess fits for their schedule. And he asked me at that time, he said, you know what, like, I'm going to ask you if you don't mind to try it out and see if, you know, if you want to do it. 
at first I kind of was like, oh no, like I'm so used to being the guest and I'm more than happy coming, eating my shrimp tapura and then having my little mango shake and heading out, you know? I am more than content to do so. But um, after talking with my cousins, they were like, you know, push, like go do it, try it. You never know. And especially because it is, it was a smaller group of people. They were like, what better way to start, right? It's not like you're going in front of a thousand people or, you know, thousands of people or something like that. And you so, wouldn't know until you tried, right? It's one of those exactly, things. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. So I went up and I did it for the first time and it went great. Like I loved it. That was, that was when it sparked, to be fair. Okay. So I was around, I want to say... Yeah, 15 or 60 maybe, but mm -hmm. that's when it sparked. And mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I kind of like this. There were so many moments. Don't get me wrong. When I say it went smooth, I mean, you know, I mean that I just mean that the crowd was just nice enough to like, you know, handle my awkward moments that I might yeah, have yeah. had. I was like, oh, this little kid, like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, and you know, there's always an age where you can be cute, where you can, you know, you're 10 and you can do something, it's cute. But when you're <laughs> a little bit older, they're like, what the, you know, what is she doing? But no, they were so sweet and it was just nice to, I had so many awkward moments where I was like, and then ladies and gentlemen, the buffet's open. And you know, like it was just really <laughs> awkward. At but it was great. But the best part is to round it up that I loved it. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And yeah. I, I think you've got to learn from it. You know, at least you found that, like you said, spark. So that's, that's exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And then um, after that, coming forward, I started to do those corporate, that corporate, that specific company's corporate events okay. here and there every year okay. round. Okay. That's good. That makes sense. And then so like I permanent, it's not a permanent gig then. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. And then um, after that, every year I would have, I started noticing, you know, whether it was a cousin's bridal shower or whether it was um, a family get together, like, you know, whenever we have like the small little, you know, minute to win a games or anything like that happening. Um, it was always me being, you know, how are you guys doing? Whatever. We just be extra like on purpose and everyone's just, you know, talking and whatnot. And I'd kind of be that host, but Mind you, no one appointed me. I just, I just go up like, you know, like, okay, like Moni go, like started up type of thing. And um, after that, it was August 2019 last year, which is yeah, August 2019 is when two very good friends of mine um, actually asked me to host their reception. Okay. So this is, for me, this is the probably the, you know, the main first actual gig that being mm -hmm. said, because everyone else before it was always a crowd that I knew of or I'm comfortable with, you know, I'm not dipping my toes in something in a, in a whole different crowd. Mm -hmm. So when they first asked me, I was like, yeah, of course, like no worries, but oh God, the days came closer and closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, what the heck did you just get yourself into? I was yeah. like, no, like, you know, and there was actually even, um, I think about two, three weeks ago where I actually told the bride and the bride's a really, really close friend of mine. So I told the bride like, Hey, I don't know if I can do it. Like my confidence is going down. Like I'm so scared. And like, it's like my anxiety is getting the best of me at this point. Mm -hmm. right? I mess up. And the thing is at the end of the day, marriage is marriage, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what I was about to say. I think, I think working a wedding reception crowd to a corporate crowd is a whole oh, yeah. different ball game. Like oh, yeah. people don't understand that, you know, and it's not kids. You, like you said, you can't say, musical chairs I mean exactly. it's not that simple yeah because you've got different ages different people different races even now 100%. you know it's so hard yeah completely. that's and that's a huge thing that you that you dipped into that I didn't that you know different races like you know I'm very Tamil at the end of the day so I'm I always I'm speaking Tamil I'm always doing like you know very Tamil things like I am that person but I can also be very westernized yeah. as well yeah. um but when it comes to MCing you know I don't want to just relate to 
the Tama crowd, you know, I have to include everyone. It's about giving yeah. everyone the energy, exactly. keeping everyone going. And then back to the point being that it's someone's marriage, you know, your reception night is a night that you're going to remember whether, mm-hmm. it's, you know, like 50 years down the road or 10 years down the road, you're going to remember, you're going to think back, oh yeah, that night. So can you imagine someone going up and being, a, oh, hello everyone. Like, you know, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never want that. Be like, oh, why did I ask her to do it? You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but the pressure is the pressure isn't exactly it? i mean i mean they're not gonna the bride and groom aren't gonna say that to you, no, you, exactly. know, you know, yeah, yeah. and like they put so much effort into them i saw because i was a part of the bridal party as well i okay. i knew i knew what they the work that they put into yeah, I like behind the scenes yeah exactly yeah. but the thing is this is a whole other crowd because i don't know their crowd fully either mm-hmm, so sure. that was the first night i did it and um with the um my best friend, um, he basically said, no, you got to do it. Like you can do it, you know, go, you can do it. There's nothing that you can't do. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, let me, you know what, let me do it. And my, my friend as well, the bride herself was like, like Moni, come on. Like, I know you can do it. Like you're, yeah. you're being a, you're being a kid. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's easy for them to say, isn't it? <laughs> uh, but they're like, no, come on. I re-, and she said, it was actually really sweet. She was like, I want you to do it. That's my biggest okay. thing, which is that I want you to do yeah. it. So at that point it kind of hit me. So I went up and, Man, that night was memorable to the point oh, that I would live that night over a hundred times if I could, because I genuinely feel like that it was just number one. The crowd was amazing. Um, I got my nerves calmed down beforehand, so I was like, okay, you know what? Like, I need to this, this, and this. I had a little plan going on, and because I didn't know what to expect, right? So even the best part is I did trip on my words maybe two or three times, but I yeah. quickly kind of recovered. If that makes yeah. sense, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, it's it's. I, and that's when I actually thought to myself, okay, like the 15, 16 year old me, like, you know, wouldn't have done that. I would have just mm-hmm. stared at someone really awkward and be like, oh, this. And that's the progression from, yes. Exactly. Now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just the crowds, the their vibes, just how everything just came together. It was great. And it was mm-hmm. great. And I think um, being able to speak Tamil and like, honestly, shout out to my Tamil teachers and my mom and dad for even forcing me to go to Tamil class and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It was nice to see the parents smiling. It was nice to see mm-hmm. the parents engaged and laughing because mm-hmm. they always find a lot of the times that when an MC is just speaking English versus the native language of, you know, whatever party's going on, yeah. it's, not, it's not, it is in a way, it's sad that, you know, yeah. They're unable to comprehend or, you know, engage. And it sucks because that party's a party at the end of the day. You want mm-hmm. to include everyone. So mm-hmm. it was nice. And, yeah, I genuinely love that. And ever since then is when um, I kind of got a kick to let me start off, let me start off. And I thought about it for so long. Mm-hmm. And then when I confided to my friends and, you know, should I do it, it? The startup part is hard. Like, even even for me, like, oh, yeah. when I started this, I, I was very very like oh should I do this should I not like it's hard because you've got to once you build like a following and you know some sort of support you've got to continue it like mm-hmm. it's not just something that you were like oh today I want to do it I'm not going to do it you know it, you can't do that That's yeah sense. exactly and the biggest part is at the end of the day you know that you know your family your friends are going to support you but yeah for sure the biggest thing is you want to branch out to the third party to the yes you know, exactly to the third make a difference party. yeah Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that itself is engaging with that crowd is always the hardest part. But when you do get that, it's like a it's a great like reward in a sense. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say that's about it with as to how I started. And um, yeah, obviously. Um, so in terms of uh, someone who wanted to say startup or just even just do emceeing here and there, I know you've talked about the kind of issues that you face in terms of the anxiety, the doubt. Um, you know, we all go through those emotions for sure. Uh, what's your kind of advice that you would give someone who wants to maybe just try out or even, you know, start up and seeing professionally? What, what would your piece of advice be? 
So um, huge disclaimer, which is I'm no by no means yet a professional, which I hope to be maybe in the future. But for now, I'm sure you will. I'm you know? sure you will. <laughs> but um, the biggest thing I would say is first, you just you need to be able to be outgoing with anyone and at any time. That's the biggest part because when you're going into a party and you're going to MC or host a party, you're not just going to go and pick up the mic and say hi everyone. My name's this. I'm going to be. You have to go talk to the guest. You must. The biggest thing is also talk to the family who's hosting the party. Get to know them. If it is a bridal, you know, any anything to do with a wedding or a reception, get to know the bride and the groom. Get mm-hmm. to know the birthday boy. Get to know the birthday girl because mm-hmm. only then will you be able to get a sense of what type of party is going to be going on. Yeah. And the best way to say it is everyone's so diverse nowadays. Mm-hmm. Right? You need to be able to sit, to fit into, into a shoe that they feel comfortable in. Yes, so, that's exactly it. Yeah, because you're supposed to be fitting into them as opposed to them being able to fit into you. Exactly, yeah. 100%. Because it's not your party, it's their party. You're there mm-hmm. to make it better. That's the best sure. way to put it. Yeah. And so when you go and you, you go stand in their shoes, you're either accommodating to their, maybe they have a more reserved family mm-hmm. or maybe they have a more party-like family or maybe they mm-hmm. have a bit of both. You know, there's always the dynamics of everything and how to talk and how to, and the biggest thing is again, to go and get to know the person who is hosting the party because only yeah. then you will know. Yeah. Um, and then another thing is really just a, confidence is always key, but that's a given because to be fair, there are going to hundred be times, they're going to be hundreds of times, sorry, where you will slip up on your words, where you might even say the the completely wrong thing at the completely wrong time. Yeah, yeah. You've got to crack a joke and keep mm-hmm. going. And don't ever take that to heart. The But the biggest thing that you should do is, you know, oh, okay, I did that, but next time that's not going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. So that's one of the biggest things, if that makes sense. But even as a startup, it's just to take it seriously in that sense. If you do want to start, because no good things ever happen when you started half-heartedly as well. Yeah, right? exactly, yeah, yeah. So put your all into it and talk to people. And if you know anyone who, not, when I say to get inspiration, so you should get inspiration. It's not just from someone who's a host, not just from someone who, you know, MCs, but from someone who has, who has the experience just talking, you know, like a public speaker, for example, a podcaster such as yourself, like things like that. It's, it's, it's talking to someone who knows how to speak, how Mm -hmm. to engage with the audience, how Mm -hmm. to, you know, get everyone entertained, get everyone going. So that's the biggest thing I would say. Um, And to enjoy yourself because it's so, and if you, if you, to tell you that if you have the thought, I want to be an MC, I want to host, that itself is, that's a great start off path right there because mm-hmm. you have that thought in you. So mm-hmm. if you enjoy yourself, it's just, it's just fun, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. So, yeah. And I think that's, that's a really good point because actually I think people forget the most important part nowadays to, you know, be a influencer or be an MC or be a podcaster or a beautician or whatever it is, is actually why you're doing it like it is supposed to be something that you're supposed to love doing and enjoying exactly. and whatever it is and people get a bit too overwhelmed by it and they kind of forget the real reason why you're doing it so yeah exactly. I completely agree yeah and even even when it comes to advertising yourself or putting yourself out there um one hurdle that I come across is a lot of people are a lot of people look at me and say, okay, so, hey, I came across your Instagram page and I saw this, your profile looks great. It looks very, you know, legitimate, you know, mm-hmm. quote unquote legitimate. Um, but how do I know you're a good, you're a good MC, which is such a valid question because mm-hmm. 
I'm not hosting a party through Instagram, you know? Yeah. And it's really hard, especially as if right now, you know, trying to get content going or even, even a simple recap video per se, it's still not going to show me just speaking, right? So how do you know I'm a good MC? To be fair, the answer is you don't know. And I, yeah. cannot, I cannot prove to yourself. And the only way that I can prove it is by, you know, agreeing to meet you one day. Let's just say that you are thinking of hiring me per, per se. And you sit down in front of me. And if I'm able to get that conversation going, or if any MC for that matter is able to get that conversation going, and you just know when someone is serious about what they do. Yeah. Right. So, um, and it's to be fair, until that night of when the event takes place, you. You won't know. Yeah. No, it's, no, it's a hard thing to advertise, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. It's mm-hmm. really tough because I can put a picture of myself holding a mic, but so can another person, right? Yeah. So, but uh, exactly. So it's just to a starter or to anyone who's thinking about it, just to, you know, again, confidence levels, you have to say, no, I'm a good MC and I'll tell you why, if you'd like to meet, you know, and put your best foot out there to, to be fair. Yeah. Great. Um, one thing I wanted to ask about specifically to you um, is I obviously noticed that you do MCing in both Tamil and English. I know you've sort of mentioned that, uh, you know, that oh, you went to Tamil school and things like that, whatever it is. How do you find kind of balancing the two languages and you know like you said before um, there are people of our generation who don't understand Tamil uh, there are people of the older generation who don't understand English you know how do you do that um, how do you kind of manage uh, the two languages and being bilingual I guess so the key word is balance obviously okay. yeah yeah it's very it's very evident but it's a very much just balancing your English and your Tamil. So um, do I wish that I knew more languages? 100% I do. Like I, I love just hearing Hindi or I love like different, different languages. I just, mm-hmm. I always wish I could speak it, but you know, at the same time, I've been blessed enough to have learned these two languages as well. Mm-hmm. So when I go up there and I think to myself, it's really, you have to kind of like play up the dynamics. So it really obviously depends on the crowd. But mm-hmm. let's just say going back to August, 2019, when I, um, hosted my first reception mm-hmm. I looked at the crowd and because obviously the bride and group have so much going on as well um, I looked at the crowd that day and I saw okay there's different races that's a huge that was a huge part there were there were many many different races um, I can't even list them because it was just so multiple so many yeah. <laughs> yeah. and it, I love seeing it it was so nice to see and um, there were a good amount of um, you know older Tamil aunties and uncles uh, mm-hmm. A very good amount, and then the rest were either Tamil younger generation, so the younger generation of Tamils, or younger generations of other races. So that was the main dynamic. So when I went up there, I told myself, okay, I can start off by speaking English, you know, just like started off a little bit. But what I did is because I'm introducing the bride and groom, because I'm saying, oh, you know, hi everyone, how are you doing? My name is this. I also translated that directly to Tamil. But, okay. but I, so if that makes sense, just yeah, yeah. in the beginning, just to give everyone, you know, feel inclusive and just make them feel inclusive, if that, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But um, I did say in the beginning, after I did my introduction in Tamil, in Tamil, I did say in English, I do apologize to anyone who does not speak Tamil as, um, you know, I understand that you may not, you know, understand me. However, <laughs> I will be going very back and forth. And so don't worry about it. Like, we'll all be included and everyone will get my joke. So, you know, this is all just like, and then I started speaking about them. So it's just kind of like a little, you know, you don't want to make it a serious disclaimer, but yeah. a tiny little, you know, it's also 
giving them like a heads up like yeah here you go before you panic or worry or whatever it is exactly because me going up and just starting to speak Tamil is like to someone else is like just scratching their head and they're like yeah like uh, what did did you just say type of thing this way they know they're aware and then they know okay even though she's speaking Tamil right now I know that in a bit she's going to go back to her English right Mm -hmm. and it was great I what I did is um you know Tamil jokes and English jokes are very different right oh god yeah (laughs) god yeah tell me about it yeah you know Tamil you could you could literally not even say something funny but if you just say it in a funny way it's hilarious you know mm-hmm. so uh, it's the same thing that I did and then with English you have to make the actual joke and whatnot and relate it yeah. to someone or something right mm-hmm. so um it turned out great I mean I, I think because I saw a lot of people smiling and um so yeah so what happened is I whenever I said a Tamil joke I would say it and then I'd kind of like sometimes I, I, I also like to connect with the audience so mm-hmm. in a sense where I'll actually look at an uncle who Sometimes there's always that one uncle or that one cousin or the one friend who's like really loud and they're like, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like <laughs> very, very, like they want it. It's like me and them are having a conversation rather than like one to one. Yeah. <laughs> Even though there's 200 other people there, it's like, oh. It's like no one cares about anyone else. It's just me and you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, sometimes just kind of crack a joke towards that one person who's been very um, active with me, you know, trying mm-hmm. to like support mm-hmm. me and stuff. And that way it kind of gets everyone laughing as a whole who understands Tamil. And then same thing with English is, you know, as simple as cracking a joke with the bride and the groom or yeah. as simple as, you know, um, picking on one c- a certain person and, you know, just it's obviously everything friendly. Do not ever, mm-hmm. uh, ever, yeah, yeah. ever. Yeah. Nothing offensive. It's just bounce and banter. Very, yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So just got to go bounce back and flow, you know, go with the right flow, if that makes sense. So, yeah, it's really just about balance. You never want to, unless, of course, bride and groom or or the person who is hosting the event specifically says, I'd like you to speak more of Tamil than English or more of this language than that or more English than that language. Okay. Of course, you must abide by the client's. Yeah, language. of course. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So even though you might feel differently, always better to ask them what, um, set, set the boundaries straight and set the limits straight with the person that, you, that has hired you, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, it's just a matter of balance, to be fair. That's, that's the underlying key is just yeah. make sure to to balance yourself equally unless mm-hmm. otherwise you know instructed yeah, yeah fantastic okay so I had one last question for you uh, in terms of inspiration who really helped you uh, or supported you during your journey in terms of you know starting up I know you said you've mentioned a couple of friends um, and things like that so but who really really supported you and helped you out so definitely my parents and my brother um my mom at first was a bit nervous as to me starting because she was like this means you're gonna go to random people's parties and you know whatever but she kind of got the gist of it and I told her like you know this is who I've always been so it's time for me to get out there and embrace it Uh, my dad was very supportive um, okay very very supportive and um I loved it it was just I was kind of shocked I was like really like really Appa and he he was happy he was like I showed him the logo he's happy with it and he's like oh maybe you should try this try that and he was really engaged with um my whole startup process so it was nice my brother's always been like my best friend so he supported me very very much so I I wasn't surprised because it's just how he is Um, he was happy for me he'd always shout me out he'd always do everything he could and then I have uh two of my best friends who always support me and uh both of them were they were able to say you know push me like always push me and say do this do that and even when it came to start it as simple as you know starting my Instagram just you know try this instead of that or do that instead of this and it was nice 
And another person is also, actually, she's from London too. I'm not too sure if you know her, but uh, she'd actually always help me with my Tamil side of things because uh, she was really good with Tamil. And uh, I'm great in Tamil, but I'm not as great, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. I, if you give me something to say or copy, per se, like per se, then I'd be able to, you know, pick it up and memorize it. But um, if it makes sense, I need that guidance. Mm-hmm. So uh, she was a very, um, very, very helpful person and very supportive, not to say, not to say the least. Other than that, it was also, uh, I have a friend who's actually a DJ as well. He was very supportive and he was very nice of him to, it was actually one of my best friend's friend. And he was very supportive um, of him to, he actually introduced me to some people and said okay. like you know Moni try this this and that and mm-hmm. you know and because he's been in the game longer within as in the wedding industry um he was able to give me a lot of pointers and take his time and you know take time out of his day to help me so I appreciated that as well so yeah those were probably the main people who I always keep in mind when it comes to like you know starting up MC Moni because it was so nerve-wracking for me as much as as I say I'm loud I'm not really that person who likes to blog about her life or like you know yeah. have a public profile on Instagram it's not mm-hmm. me um so it was nice it was it was nice of everyone and it's something I'll never forget so yeah that's good Great. Okay, so that's the questions I wanted to ask you. I think you've you've given everybody who's listening quite a lot to think about and understand. So before I let you go, I am going to now start letting my guests choose my tutida slash my tune of the day session. So I'm just going to let you introduce it. Uh, but before I, before I let you do that, thank you for joining me. I really appreciate it. Um, and I wish you all the best. Um, everyone definitely follow her. I'll put all of her links in all of my my Spotify accounts and my Instagram and my YouTube and everything like that. So please, if you do live in Canada, um, or even if you think about doing an international event, please do hit her up. Uh, she's great at what she's done. I've seen her do it, and she's fantastic. So thank you so much, Monisha, for, enjoy, for joining me today. And thank you, Abi, for having me. I know you're putting a lot of effort into your podcasting, so I wish you nothing but the best of luck. And no matter what happens, keep going because we a lot of a lot of your viewers enjoy it. So keep going, and thank you're you. gonna hit home hard so thank you thanks oh yeah so it's um a th- major throwback is uh carry out by timberland and justin timberlake thanks again don't forget to like comment and subscribe to my channel and also follow me on instagram at brown and bougie underscore underscore i hope you all have a great day wherever you are and don't forget to tune in next time see you soon bye Turn me on, my baby, don't you cut me out Turn me on, my baby, don't you cut me out
baby, don't you know me? Take my order, cause your body like a carry out. And let me walk into your body till it's out. Turn me on, my baby, don't you know me? Turn me on, my baby, don't you know me? I take two number threes That's a whole lot of you and a side of me Now is it full of myself to want you full of me And if it's room for dessert then I want a piece Baby get my order right, no air rise I'ma touch you in all the right areas I can feed you, you can feed me Girl deliver that to me, come see me Cause it's me, you, you, me, me, you All night, have it your way for Play before I feed your appetite Do you like it well done? Cause I do it well Cause I'm well seasoned if you couldn't tell Now let me walk into your body till you hear me out Turn me on my baby, don't you cut me out Say, Take my order cause your body like a carry out Let me walk into your body till you hear me out Turn me on my baby, don't you cut me out Turn me on my baby, don't you cut me out Take my order cause your body like a carry out And let me walk into your body till it's out Turn me on my baby, don't you cut me out Turn me on, my baby, don't you cut me out? Turn me on, my baby, don't you cut me out?